Good morning. I'm Andrew McFerrin, and I'm going to read a uh, uh, reading from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 9 through 13. What gain has the worker from his toil? I have seen the business that God has given to the children of man to be busy with. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. I perceive that there is nothing better for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. Also that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in his, all his toil. This is God's gift to man. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning, everyone. My name is Emily Arnold, and please excuse the, like, scratchy voice. Seasonal allergies hit me like a truck. So, ever since I was a child, I had been interested in the medical field. When someone would trip and fall on the playground, I would rush with a wet towel and a Band-Aid and try and help as fast as possible. And as I grew up, I knew that I wanted to heal as many as I could. Anyone who is either in the medical field or knows someone in the medical field, the first question they're always asked is, why though? Why the medical field? And even to this day, I have never been able to answer that question. Is it my ability to not be easily grossed out? Or is it the instinct to help others that has been built into my body? I was, a, I was fortunate enough throughout this past year to be accepted into the certified nursing aid program at my school. And through that education, I have learned what a big impact being a helpful hand can have on those around you. As a CNA, it is my job to see the unpresentable sides of people, to see them at their lowest and try and console them. To be honest, the job can be very daunting and difficult. Seeing someone who has lost their independence is devastating. And it's a major reason why there is a shortage in the medical field. Throughout these past years, that has been an increasing gratitude towards the healthcare workers who gave up their time, family, and lives to help the sick and injured. The toll of the pandemic not only hit com the communities, but the healthcare workers as well. Many, myself included, um, asked these do doctors, nurses, and CNAs who devoted their lives to caring for people who they have never met before. The scripture in the passage we just read answers that burning why question. In Ecclesiastes 3.9, the very first question is, what gain does a worker receive from their quote-unquote toll? Or hard work and then goes to say I have seen the business that God has given to the children of man to be busy with and finishes with there is nothing better for them to than to be joyful when I first read this passage a few weeks ago while planning this sermon I finally found an answer to my question it has always been my God-given purpose to help others since I was that little child with band-aids and a fake lab coat <laughs> I was given a purpose to help others find their second chance. And if there was nothing to be done, at least to be a friendly face to listen and care for them. This purpose has become a passion and a driving force in my life. I enjoy seeing my patients, the good and the bad sides of them, and I use my energy and purpose to give them pure and raw devoted care. Because that is what I'm called by God to do. We are each given gifts by God although everyone isn't called to be in the medical field, we, each, we are each created by God with perfect intent 
and have our own unique gifts. Our challenge in life is to use our gifts to glorify God in the best way possible. This week, I invite you to consider the many ways you see God's gift in you and how they show up in your passions. Amen. Good morning, I'm Ava Guerra, and I'll be reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 through 27. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating in the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave, so that after I have preached it to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Hi, my name is Kendall Cousins. And I am so excited to share with y'all that this is not actually about me at all, but another junior, Braden Bradley, who wrote this and is unfortunately unable to be with us today. So, since I am an actress, I will be playing the role of Braden. <laughs> For as long as I can remember, my whole life has been sanctioned around sports. Every sporting event is a monumental day in my house. The Super Bowl, the World Cup, March Madness, and don't even get me started on how excited my family gets about the Olympics. Sports have always just been a major part of my life. I started playing soccer when I was little and I still play club soccer today. I also run cross country. In my freshman year of high school, I joined the Plano soccer team. Unfortunately, my sophomore year, I was cut from the team. I was devastated and didn't know what to do with all this newfound free time. So I decided to join the cross country team. And let me tell you, that will always be one of the best decisions I have ever made. Running, whether it be at a meet, at practice, or just for fun, gives me an outlet uh, to think about anything, including my faith and how God is with me no matter how difficult a workout may be. I remember this one meet that for some reason was particularly chaotic. We couldn't find the start line, we were missing people, our coach was nowhere to be found, and we warmed up extremely late. We had barely finished warming up when we realized we needed to head to the start line. Standing there, nerves coursing through me, I realized that something didn't feel right, but I couldn't quite figure out what it was. I just tried to forget about it and blamed it on the fact that we didn't get a proper warm up. That's when my friend Abby realized we had missed a pre-meet tradition. We had forgotten to pray. Normally, before every race, the whole team circles up and we do a pre-race prayer. However, this race we were so caught up with everything else that we just forgot. We only had about two minutes before the race started. So, instead of getting the whole team together, Abby and I said a quick prayer by ourselves. After we prayed, I honestly felt so much better and forgot about all of the chaos that had happened before. I finished that race with one of my best times of the whole season. And I truly believe that without that prayer, the race would have fell off. I'm sure at least some of you have experienced the horrors that go along with running a 5K. And if you haven't, I bet you still have a pretty good idea. The sweat, tears, and muscle cramps that continuously cycle through that seemingly never-ending 3.1 miles. 
personally, during my races, I think about all the things I could do to get out of finishing it. Like how I could totally fake pass out right now. Or fall and make it look like I hit my head. Or maybe just pretend to roll my ankle. These thoughts are always cycling through my mind. But no matter how unbearable and sick I feel during a race, I feel like my faith in Jesus helps me cross that finish line every single time. There are finish lines everywhere in life. In sports, school, theater, but especially the church. God allows us to cross a finish line that awards us with a prize forever. When I read our scripture from 1 Corinthians, I feel as if God is telling me to focus on the prize that comes with my faith rather than the prize that comes along with winning a competition. I may be extremely passionate about cross country, but honestly, I would have nothing fueling that passion without my faith. It is important to, for us to remember that God is here to help us cross every little finish line, but God is also here to help us reach our full potential and reach the ultimate finish line. Good morning, I'm Jessica Warner and I'll be reading from Ephesians chapter five, verse 18 through 21. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. <laughs> Hi, you guys. <laughs> if I've never had the joy of meeting you, my name is Allie Driver, and honestly, it's actually quite fitting that I'm meeting you here today on the stage. It doesn't take long after meeting me to figure out that the two main things who make me who I am, those things are words and music. When my peers are asked to describe me in one word, the answers usually consist of the following, outspoken, assertive, confident and fiery. If I feel strongly about something, trust me, you will know it. And if someone's voice isn't being stood up for, I will be the first to speak up. From the moment I could speak, the room was filled with words. And from the first time I heard music, my heart was filled with joy. I like to joke that when making me, God made my mute button just a little bit smaller and uh, harder to reach than everyone else's, but uh, that just fueled me even more. Um, I think most of us have a connection with music that's just unexplainable, whether or not you're a crazy music nerd like myself. Whether it's that one song that got you through a really tough breakup, or a ballad that helped you feel heard while experiencing the loss of a loved one, or even just instrumentals that help you study for that really important exam. Uh, music can speak in, word, in ways that words truly just can't. For me, I found my voice in performing. Choir has truly always been my home. Now I won't lie and stand up here and say that I've always understood why I was called to music. I think that the notion that it's easy to identify what you want to pursue is super misleading. But through meditation and prayer, we can find a place where our voice meets God's and we can walk with him on the journey of finding ourselves as we find a way to use our gifts to spread the unending love that Christ gives us. Now, I speak for most of the young adults I share the stage with today. Well, not now, but I do. Uh, <laughs> when I say that attending the youth summer choir tours here have been some of the 
best experiences of my entire life. Filled with fruitful conversation, chances to minister, and just a fun time with friends, we get to travel and spread some inspiring God-breathed messages through, you guessed it, singing. One performance in particular, though, has always stayed with me and is a day I will forever hold close to my heart. On our final stop of this trip, we visited a women's shelter with girls ranging from young adults to uh, mothers with a bunch of kids all staying in this home. <laughs> Earlier, I failed to mention a key detail when talking about my love for speaking and singing. I lose my voice very easily, which is kind of surprising for someone as loud as me, but it never stopped me before. At this point on the trip, I was almost unable to speak or get a word out at all. I didn't think that I would make it through the concert, and that was so upsetting for me. But when the piano started playing and the director smiled at us, something took over my whole body and soul. By the end of the performance, both the choir as a collective and all of the women in the room were touched by something that we just couldn't explain. After these performances, uh, we typically go out and have conversations with the people that we sang to. As I was walking to get my water bottle, a woman stopped me. She asked me if music was my passion and if it's what kept me going. Now, in this room, tears were flowing, people were swaying, and emotion was everywhere you looked. When she asked me this thing, I'm not going to lie, I was quite a bit shocked. I mean, it's not always that someone just looks into your soul and reads right through you, but especially for someone who was singing so much quieter and standing in the far back, I couldn't imagine how she noticed me of all people. I'm usually someone who feels their emotions intensely. That's another thing you'll learn about me. But something about this moment was just so different. It was something that I'd never experienced ever before. As I started to tear up, she wrapped her arms around me and said, when you were performing, I could see the fire in your eyes, the love that God has given you. All I could think of in my head was Ephesians 2.10. We both joked about how we weren't the Christians that always had, you know, the Bible verses in their back pocket that they could just slap around at any given moment. But we both just feel called in that moment. That verse says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. When singing or listening to music, we create a space where we're inviting the Holy Spirit to enter our lives. Although we can't see it, we can feel it. Through loving interactions we have with others, through the comfort and peace we find internally as we pursue our passions, and even through our fiery emotions, we can witness the Spirit working in our lives. Even in the moments where we might not necessarily feel it, our passions help us accept ourselves. Music helped me accept myself for the person I truly was. As musicians, through healthy comparison and building confidence as an individual performer, we can become comfortable with seeing ourselves for who we truly are and all of the beautiful imperfections and unique powerful traits that God gives us. Through our beautiful differences, God finds ways in which we complement each other and that he brings us together to work in total harmony. Every time that we invite God to work into our lives, whether that be through doing something that makes us joyful or by showing God's grace to others, we're continually pushed to do good works. I challenge us to look into our lives and find what makes us happy this week. What lights a fire inside of you? As we ask ourselves this question, we should take note of how God might be entering our hearts and be open to where that might take us. Thank you guys so much. <laughs>